Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Oh, we're locked in today. Oh, yeah. Running around like our hair's on fire in here. Well, my, my head is on fire. I don't have any hair. We're running around like my head is on fire. Well, I wouldn't say that too loudly. Uh, Draymond Green could hear and put you in a headlock. Oh, boy. All he right. Could, he well, could come for you, Kyle. Dude. All right. So here's, 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 what, <laughs> here's what happened last night. So, so. I'm making dinner. I had a million things to do yesterday. Like my night was very busy last night because I had extra stuff to do for for the Bailey show this morning. It's fine. That's what I signed up for. It's my job. I'm not complaining. But I was just very busy running around like my head was cut off. Not like I was on fire. It was cut off last night. So I'm running around. I'm trying to do a bunch of stuff. Uh, My wife gets home. uh, Talk about work. I'm trying to make dinner. And I'm going, okay, I got time to make a quesadilla real quick. Okay. I'm going to eat that and then go upstairs. I got to knock out a, a quick bit of writing and then I have a podcast and and then I can kind of reassess where I'm at. But I got this bang, 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 bang. And so I'm, I'm a little bit frenetic and I get a text, separate text. I have a group chat with my folks, but I get separate texts from each of them. That's like <laughs> WTF is going on. And then <laughs> my dad does prize picks and he goes, my clay less than on points looks good now. <laughs> I'm, going, and I'm like wait what what and so i go and i i just pull up the espn box score well in the espn box score you can't see what happened obviously no it just says one minute 46 seconds yeah it would not even just two minutes and so i see oh, yeah. clay with two minutes i see Draymond. i see the games two minutes in i'm like what did he get hurt like what and then i go on twitter and just a wall of videos of what happened and you know i gotta say before we dive into the antics, yeah, the in-season tournament's working. Uh, it Adam is. Silver is oh. thrilled right now. He is. He's thrilled. He's gonna. <laughs> he's gonna drop the band hammer on somebody. Yeah, but he is. He is very, very excited about the competition level, the anger level, the angst that is uh, the mid-season tournament. I, I don't even know what's going on here. The end-season tournament. There we go. I, don't, I like. I'm totally confused, man. Like. Why are players getting so amped up over these tournament games? And like a bunch of the games are really good. So the games have been great. 
Yeah. And I, I think there's definitely an edge to it because I think when you put a goal at the end of something, people this hyper-competitive, whether they think that end goal matters as much as Larry O'Brien trophy or a small fraction of it, whatever they think, they're going to want to win it. Like, they want that trip to Vegas to play in those exclusive semifinal and final games. Yeah, so so look, um, I think there's another added angle here that, that needs to be drawn out a little bit more. Okay. There is this thing that it's called point differential, mm-hmm. right? And so it behooves you to stomp somebody, to embarrass somebody on a Friday night because they're in your pool. They're in your four-game mm-hmm. pool. So... Like I hated, we had, uh, when I coached soccer, we had certain tournament things, certain games that mattered and, and point different differential matters, goal differential, goal differential matters, matters. Right. And then there is also like when you're in tournaments, a lot of times they cap the goals at six. You're not allowed to go uh, more than six goals over the other team. And if you do, you start losing points, you get deductions. Right? Oh, so it's, so you don't embarrass uh, the other team. So, like we like oh. if it, I I uh, coached with another guy who had coached for years. There's this thing that you do when you're absolutely trashing somebody in a soccer match, and that is you you know hey uh, you know so and so come over here for a sec, and you pull them over to the sidelines in the middle of the game while you're while the game is going on everything's happening and you say hey go sit down, and now you got ten ten v eleven, and then if it still keeps going and you keep stomping them even more you quietly do it again hey. Come here, come here. Take a seat. And so you keep losing players while the other team is not paying attention. So you're trying to just even it up so it's not unfair. And it's not, you're not just running up the score on some other kid, uh, some other kids. Are you saying that this should happen in the in-season tournament? What I'm saying is yes. <laughs> yes, there should have been a point where somebody was 4v5 four, four and uh, like just gave in. Well, Draymond tried it. He did that. He's like, oh, let's go. Let's go three on four. How about that? Here's 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 the thing that here's where all this started. So if you, if if it's not clear, if you follow me on social media or whatever, I'm a, I grew up in the Bay Area. It is what it is. So when I first watched the video, just quick again, remember, I'm making dinner. I'm throwing the video on just to get an yeah. idea of what happened. I'm going, wow, look at look at Draymond in the middle of a scuffle, pulling somebody away. Oh, no. And I'm going, I'm, wow, that, I, and I'm literally, I'm going, I'm going, you know what? That's, that's growth. I love to see that. And then, and then, <laughs> and then I checked it out again. There is because, no growth, Kyle. Because, because I, I, you're looking on Twitter and it's Draymond's got to go to jail kind of stuff. Like it is, and I'm going, this is crazy. Like he, he just did. And so I watched it again <laughs> and I got the other angles and it was like, Oh! Oh no! You were I trying to like now. remove his head. He was going full chokehold. That was a that was a yes. that was a malicious act, not a peacekeeping act. Well, that and that was not so. I think the other thing is that Gobert is like seven foot two. Uh, Draymond <laughs> Green's like six foot six. <laughs> you see him jump to go get him? Yeah, but then <laughs> while you're dragging him backwards, there was like like easily multiple mo- like segments where Gobert could have got hurt. Yeah, not but, just yes. like not get choked out, but like he could have like Bent torn up uh, torn up a knee or yeah. hurt his back. Like you're like, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know, Kyle, I, I was thinking about it on the that way was down. Nuts, dude. I'm, I'm driving down and I'm like, you know, I've covered the NBA forever. There's so many fake tough guys, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the league is. The league is a, a an entire league of fake tough guys. 
And like, we've all been there. Like, you know, like when you're in grade school, maybe you got in a fight or two, but again, you're out on Tuesday night softball and somebody does something stupid and it almost comes to blows, but it never really does. Cause everyone's like, man, we got to work tomorrow morning. And if I got a big fat lip, it's going to be much more difficult to, to drink my beer in the parking lot. Sure. Right. So that's, but in the NBA, it's like, it's an entire league of fake tough guys, except for one. Who's like, no, no, I'm not doing the fake thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fake tough guy. I'm a real tough guy. Mm -hmm. I'm a real tough guy with a gigantic bank account. So I will punch pool in the face. Mm -hmm. I will stomp on Demonis Sabonis. I will try to choke out Rudy Gobert because Mm -hmm. I'm not a fake tough guy. I'm legit. Except for you're playing in a fake tough guy league where everybody else is a fake tough guy. And you're out there like... Right. You're using real bu- bullets with an Uzi on a on a TV show set. So here's the, here's the thing is he he only does this to to De'Aaron Fox. He got into it with De'Aaron Fox in the playoffs, but he has an immense respect for De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. So that stays jawing. He just doesn't like Rudy Gobert, and Rudy Gobert does. This goes back. This goes back to when Draymond made fun of him for crying for missing the All Star game, right? Oh, like this is just a thing. And I think the other the other issue Draymond has with it is he's and I don't I don't know him but the, the two things with this one people going Draymond needs to learn to, he's not dude my man is thirty four years old he's not learning he's anything he he's never he's doing it yeah whatever he, he's doing he's doing he's it's it's where it is right that's that doesn't make it right but the whole like he needs to learn like he's not going to nope like this is where it's at which doesn't make it better but the the other the other aspect of this for for me was. This was, I think, this is a realization from him that this is what he has to resort to to try and win. Like, he saw Jordan Poole kind of passing up the older guys in the Warriors' pecking order. And he saw the future where Jordan Poole is the dude, and he swung on him. He saw that Demonis Sabonis and the Kings were beating the Warriors and he was frustrated with that. And he, you know what? Heat of the moment thing. It's not like, oh, heat of the moment. I'm going to do what I can to de-escalate this. It's, you know what? I'm angry. Foot stomp. Last night. Not going to do what I can to de-escalate this. Choke him out. And it's against teams that, because the, the Timberwolves just beat Golden State. And they look dramatically better than Golden State. And this is what it resorts to. I, I get you. And I get you. And it's, whenever it's, it's indefensible. It is. It is. It's that, totally that, indefensible. That's what I, I saw Warriors fans on the internet last night, and it's like, dude, you can still love the Warriors. You can still want them to win every single game. You can even root for Draymond when he comes back, but to sit there and go like, oh, he was de-escalating. He doesn't deserve to be suspended. Like, bro, he choked out a player on the court. You get suspended for that for a while. That's yeah. how it goes. Yeah. It's he, not- hey, he might get five games. Yeah, he, he might get five games. Like yeah. people are like, "What are they going to do here?" Well, you know, stomping on someone in the playoffs got you, got you one a game. Right. But that's because it's a playoff series, and the NBA is not going to swing a playoff series one mm-hmm. way or the other, especially with the champs in the first round. Yep. They're not doing it. Nope. They're not doing it at all. Nope. They they want that marquee matchup in round yes. two yes. of Steph against LeBron. Yes. Right, yes. so like that's where we're at. Yep. It is that's just being it's a star driven league. It's the reality of it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like a bang, bang, bang in game referee situation. It's a okay, 
we have a decision to make and we've got, you know, two days to make it. Let's make sure that we do what's best for everybody involved, except for the Kings. Yeah. Uh, well, which it might even have been, you know, a better thing for the Kings uh, part of the time. Um, but this is one of those things where, like, at what point do you just say, hey, man, you got like, you got like eight strikes. Like, we're done with strikes. After this, it's banhammer. We're, we're not, we're not playing this. We're not doing the jump up on chairs and act like you're Hulk Hogan Mm-hmm. And and sit there and try to get the crowd to to throw things at you or whatever. We don't want another malice in the palace. Do you think there's part of Adam Silver that kind of likes it though? Because we're sitting here in Sacramento, we have Davion Mitchell stuff to talk about and Kings Lakers to talk about, but we're sitting here talking about the in season tournament and Draymond Green. I think he loves that we're talking about the in season tournament. I think he hates. That we're still That's focused right. on on Draymond Green. And here's the thing. So somebody, somebody, uh, I am not him in the chat, says Draymond is always doing this kind of BS. This is the thing, though. Is th- th- that's I don't want to equate this with a flailed arm or a flailed leg. This is a deliberate like act of trying to harm a person. Yes. This isn't something within the scope of basketball. It's like, eh, that's a little bit of a dirt. Like, that's a dirty play. You can't do that. This is like, bro, if this happened on the street, it would be on site. Like, so this is a this yeah, is a yeah you're going to jail right I don't want to equate this to what to the normal course of a of a quote unquote dirty basketball play because this just goes beyond that yeah yeah, yeah. so that's that's kind of where where I want I want to land yeah but I just, it's it's dude I was it's not a dirty basketball play it's assault it is right and dude the <laughs> like, way he it is, what it is it is the memes that came out of it were very funny though the fact that Rudy Gobert is okay called him a clown after the game. All that jazz, a like, lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's fine. So you can laugh at the memes. The memes were very funny, and that Draymond had to run over and like jump on his back like a like a kid with his older brother, like Yoda was, jumping on Luke. So funny, so funny. Yeah, there it is. Again, now that he's okay, it was a scary moment. But yeah. bananas. Anyways, Timberwolves won 104-101. But Brandon Podjemski for the Warriors. Am I right? Big game for the Rook. <laughs> okay, watch out. All right, let's get to this. Let's get to this Davion Mitchell stuff, uh, and we got to talk about it. Are you still in on Davion Mitchell long term? We'll talk about that next. That's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. We're the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube here on ESPN 1320. Now back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not letting this Draymond conversation take over the day. No, it sir. It can take over the whole day. I don't care. No, sir. Bring it on. Bring it on. No, I, it, it, look, if there was if there was a legitimate, if I felt like I could sit here and in good conscience make an argument or make a case that he was, if he had, like, let's just, I'm trying to, I, it, you can't give him the benefit of the doubt at this point, but. Uh, <laughs> you can't. If he, had, if he had gone in and grabbed Rudy Gobert around the waist and was dragging him backwards, and then like stumbled, and kind of they felt like Rudy Gobert fell as they were like stumbling backwards. I could, in good conscience, be like, you know what? He was trying to escalate. They they tripped. You know, is it a little fishy? Yeah, but you know, but this is just not. It's beyond the pale. It just it does. There's just not a. How long? It like you said, five games. That's probably about right. Although I don't know when their next in-season tournament game is, so maybe they'll just do it until then. Well, that's the Kings. The 28th? That's, that's what we're going to oh, run dude. into. Oh, my God. Oh yeah, my we're going to run I, into. Dude, we are going to get... Hang on. I'm checking the Warriors schedule right now. 
so the the Warriors play. When is that next Kings game? How many games is that? One. Uh, it's only three games away. No, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, dude, that's five games. Kings would be the sixth game. Oh yeah, of course. Two against two against. Yeah, of the course Thunder. he's going to make his return. He's going to get one five. against the Rockets. Let's at just the mark Suns, it down. Home Spurs, and then at Kings in season tournament, maybe a, a group on the line. Come on! I love it, dude. That's drama. High this, drama. Oh Dr- my god! Drama I mean, on the high seas. Hopefully, okay, look, look. hopefully Clay can get his his jersey stitched up by Boy, then. That was no, no. That's <laughs> hey, those city those city edition jerseys are bad and they should be torn. I I, I don't hate that. No, but bro, <laughs> um, how? Yeah, I'm now rooting for a five game suspension. That's what I want. <laughs> I need to return against the Kings in the final in-season tournament game. Group stage, that is. Group stage. I need it. Um, I, I was listening to Pat Bev this morning, or I saw a clip of Pat Bev this oh, morning. What did he have to say about this? He absolutely ran over Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. Just said, hey, you guys just aren't those guys. Like you just On showed his me show today. Yeah. He said, you showed me you don't have their back that, you know, you got cat uh, coming in with like the, the fake scowl, like, Oh, I'm going to do something. You want to do something. Put your, put Draymond in a headlock. That's what he said. He's got your guy at a headlock. You put him in a headlock or you punch him or you do something like you, you got to get him away from me. Like you showed you're not that guy. Ant-Man wandering around. Like, I don't know what's going on over here. Uh, he's like, Hey, we, we already know. Draymond already knows he's going to punk you guys. Cat had 33 last night and helped bury them. Yeah. Like that's the ultimate. So, so when I was at, when I was broadcasting baseball at Sac State, I think it was UC Riverside. They, there was a fight. A Sac State guy tagged out. Andrew Ayers, I think was his name. Shout out to Andrew. He, he tags out the Riverside guy. Riverside guy says something. Andrew says something to him. Riverside guy just hauls off and hit, like punches him in the mouth. And bench is clear. Uh, Will Soto, Sacramento legend, uh, wraps up the guy that hit Ayers and just tat, like throws him on the ground. Oh, yeah. It was mayhem, right? Well, Sac State goes on to win the game, and after the game, we we do a player interview, and I forget who it even was, but it was like, hey, does this come with like extra... Mo- like, Does a brawl like that give you extra motivation to win? And he was like, yes. Like, We want to win every game, but now, like especially these next two, we want them more than any game this year. Oh, yeah. And it's like... Dude, so you could, I think you could see it with Cat last night. Maybe he didn't haul off and hit anybody. But, dude, if he does that, he's ejected now, and the Wolves probably lose last night. If Carl Anthony Towns was off the floor or 15% yeah. worse, they lose. Well, I mean, I think that's sort of Pat Bev's, like, perspective. It's that this is more of what it is. Draymond Green now knows that if you're facing the Timberwolves in a, in a seven-game series, they fear you. And you do not fear them. That you can punk them sure. and that they can't punk you. And that it's too late now. You showed who you are. You show you don't have your teammates back. And that's who you are. And and I think like there is some validity to it because uh, you could say the same thing about the Sacramento Kings. Like who ran over and leveled Draymond Green? Because that's what you do in that situation. Mm-hmm. Dude stomps on your all-NBA center. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to level him. Mm-hmm. doesn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they go on to punk the Kings in game seven. Like mm-hmm. they didn't fear 
and they weren't to a point where they respected the kings mm-hmm. in in a game seven. And I think you can go back through the history of the Warriors where Draymond does his stuff. And once he feels like he has that edge over you and he knows that you're not going to do anything and that your teammates aren't going to do anything, mm-hmm. it's game on for him. He doesn't care then because he can do whatever he wants and, and you're nothing but a, you know, uh, a bunch of softies and he doesn't have to worry about it. Man. Yeah. Made a whole made a whole career out of that. I do wonder if this kind of stuff I, I'm a I'm a pretty staunch advocate that he's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I but I, I am too. Whether you'd vote for him or not, like when you start stacking up the resume, it's like, oh, he's just he's just gonna go. But it's this kind of stuff now that makes me wonder. Is di- is it gonna be hey, he did all this great stuff, but look at his numbers towards the second half of his career. All of his numbers are not great. Yeah, he had the the one the 2015-16 season. He was really really good numbers-wise. But outside of that, he's, you know, triple single and he punched a teammate in the face and facilitated uh, a meltdown of a year with the Warriors that year and made them trade Jordan Poole, which may have wound up wound up being a good thing anyways, but that's not that's not the point. Um, and now stuff like this, and now does this kind of act make people go look back at kicking Steven Adams and stomping on Demonis Sabonis and they go, man, this, his value late in his career wasn't, wasn't nearly as high enough to go, to go beyond the extracurriculars. Well, I'll tell you what they will do. Like the hall of fame voters, there, there will be people who say he's going to get in, but we're going to make him wait. Yeah, and that's what happened make, with Terrell Owens. Yeah, we're going to make him wait a considerable amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I would even say, like comparing him, like Terrell, uh, Terrell owns his off season, his off court stuff, his off field stuff, all mm-hmm. uh, just the drama and all. Like, sure, you made him wait, but he's such a far superior player to oh, what Draymond yeah, Green yeah. is, yeah. right? He might be. A- second best receiver ever yeah i mean he's way up there yeah, yeah. yeah i mean we're there are two guys that we can put him in the the ballpark with and that's you know it's him and maybe larry fitzgerald and randy moss as like that tier right below jerry rice mm-hmm. um and like jerry rice has him by like eight thousand yards so there's like a gap like mm-hmm. a small gap that yeah, yeah. for some reason people want to like somehow like discuss who could possibly be the greatest. There's only one greatest wide it's receiver of all time. It's not it's even not close. close. And that's There's, okay. Yeah, it is okay. But um, when it comes to Draymond, I think that they'll give him the Chris Webber treatment. Like, and I mm. think, I think Draymond is going to have to watch Steph and clay. And Probably Steve Andre. Kerr. <laughs> I don't think Andre will get him, but Steph and clay and Steve Kerr, he'll watch them go into the hall mm-hmm. of fame. He'll watch KD go into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. his dudes, and he'll wait, and he'll wait, and he'll wait, mm-hmm. and finally they'll give him the nod, but it'll be like a good six years or or five years after everyone else is in. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's that's how we equalize this. Yeah. Like, you're a Hall of Famer, but, but. Like, you have to sweat it out. You did enough to, to make us think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how it's going to go. I think I agree. Because they're not going to not put him in. Like, it's just not. There's so much. There's so many worse things that have happened on an NBA court that guys are in the Hall of Fame and have done. But I think you're right. I think it's going to be a deliberate, like, nope, not this year. Yeah. No, 
not not this year. Yeah, I can't wait till Major League Baseball is fully in with prize picks and with all these betting mechanisms. But Pete Pete Rose is still out of the hall, like and probably deserves it because he's still not a good dude. Sure, but put like, my guy Joe Jackson in. Yeah, he was banned for life. He's been dead. Put him in. Come on. Yeah, what are we doing? Yeah. All right, Davion Mitchell. That's actually what we're gonna do next. Are you in on Davion Mitchell long-term? We need to have a conversation, and we'll hear from Mike Brown and what he said after Monday night's game against the Cavs, what he said about Keon Ellis, Davion Mitchell, and what that rotation is going to look like moving forward. He's James Hamm. I'm Kyle Madsen. We're the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube here on ESPN 1320. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. We're putting a pin in the Draymond stuff. Because we didn't get to Davion Mitchell yesterday, so we're doing it today. We are doing it today. Because I think we're at the point where this conversation now becomes a little bit less theoretical. And you hear everybody, you hear like like Howard Beck when, when he was on with us yesterday, talked about how, you know, 10 games is a very small sample. Let's look after 20 or 25 and then really assess kind of what the NBA hierarchy is. And I think you can do that for lineups and rotations and stuff too. Mike Brown is throwing everything at the wall right now. And he's mixing and matching and he's seeing what's working and what's not. But one of the things that was clearly not working was Davion Mitchell and his fit in the lineup with De'Aaron Fox healthy. And the other night against the Cavs, it was Keon Ellis. Mm -hmm. And Keon Ellis played 
every minute that Davion Mitchell would have played. And Davion Mitchell got a DNP coach's decision, a did-not-play-coach's decision, the dreaded DNP CD, even in garbage time. Mm. Which now brings this question, James. You and I have talked a lot about Davion Mitchell's fit long-term with this team. And how does he fit? What does an ideal role look like, et cetera, et cetera? But this is the first time that it's really like been starkly laid out where he just didn't even play. And now the question becomes, what is his role if they like Keon Ellis more? I, I think long-term, we're still going to see this come back to to Davion. Okay. Like, I, I do think that, like, this is a, a blip on the screen in Davion's career, whether it's in Sacramento or it's elsewhere. But I do think that it sets the stage for him maybe not to be part of the Kings franchise for all that long. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's a, an in-season trade or whether it's like moving away from him during the offseason, whatever it might be. Like, I, I just think that there might be, uh, there There comes a point with certain players where it's, it's not about personality. It's not about, it's about fit. And you know he doesn't fit. You, mm-hmm. You've had two years and 11 games mm-hmm. to figure it out. And unfortunately, he doesn't fit in the style of play that you want to play. Yeah, and I want to make it clear when I say I'm not punting on Davion Mitchell's NBA career. Yeah, it's just in the in the scope of his time with the Sacramento Kings. Uh, do you want to? Can we? Yeah, let's play the uh, Mike yeah, Brown sound. Here's so here's what because this this sets the table for for kind of everything, and it's it's really interesting the way he discusses why Keon Ellis played and why Davion Mitchell did not. This is this is from from Monday night. It should be a lesson learned to everybody, everybody that watches us, you know, all the little kids in fifth, sixth, eighth, tenth grade. You know, it doesn't matter if you get quote unquote mop up minutes. Some people call them scrub minutes, whatever you want to call it. You can call it however you want to do it. But if you go out there and you play your tail off, you're going to have a chance to earn some real minutes. And that's what Keon did. And then when he got his opportunity, he played the right way. And, he helped us uh, win games, and so he deserved another opportunity when Fox got back, and so I gave it to him. And, you know, Davion's going to have to do the same thing. He's going to have to keep being who he is, and when he gets an opportunity, whether it's for 30 seconds or, like I said, five minutes or 15 minutes or 10 minutes, he's got to go play the right way and, and impact the game not by not doing too much, but being who he is and playing towards his superpower to help us win. And, and if he does, maybe he'll get another opportunity, and the next thing you know, he's back. Oof. That doesn't sound like a coach that was eager to put Davion Mitchell back in the mix. This wasn't a one-off, hey, trying something to see what works. And you mentioned, this This stuck out to me when I when I first listened to this, because you mentioned that, like, Davion isn't necessarily like it's not a problem necessarily but Davion is like not what (laughs) I'm trying to word this carefully not thrilled with his his role with the team yeah I mean there are some some uh some murmurs around the team that like that he he's been like he's slightly unhappy with his role but but I don't think there's been like a uh, quote unquote, like asking out or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, but uh, so this this makes me wonder the fact that he got that DNP CD that did not play coach's decision. Yep, 
it makes me wonder if that was like a very specific calculated message from the coaching staff. Yeah, and that's where I look at this too because I think it's very possible that Davion Mitchell is a backup point guard next game and that Keon Ellis is coming off the bench. Although, I will tell you that mm. <laughs> Jalen Slauson and Colby Jones and Jordan Ford and Philip uh, Petrushev, they all got on a on a bus and went to Stockton and played for the Stockton Kings last night. Mm-hmm. Keon Ellis did not. And so you go to that's the, a great point. You go to the G League website for the Stockton Kings, and it's Jordan Ford and Keon Ellis. Uh, that's what the picture is. That's who they expected to be there and starring. Mm-hmm. Now look, I, Colby Jones went there and had this incredible, incredible game. I, mm-hmm. He had like eight steals. So <laughs> I think of course he, he did. He's an NBA player in the G League. Yeah, something like sixteen <laughs> points, nine assists, like five or six rebounds, and eight steals. Yeah, like it was like holy cow, man! And they dropped like a one forty on somebody, one forty to ninety nine or something. Can't wait it, to go to a Stockton Kings game. It was brutal, but I think this would be this is how Mike Brown likes to phrase things, right? Are you in? And if you're in, you're going to sign on the board. You're in, right? Yes. They have this this contract and now they've put the contracts in the hallway leading to the the locker room you mm-hmm. see the contracts on the wall are you in now that's you, the whole contract yeah, is it like on king's letterhead how official did they go like i'll, I'll take a picture of it please for do next time and it, like it's a very specific are, are you in and what it is it's a contract between all of the teammates that you're in for whatever that means for you personally what it means is that the team is always going to be bigger than the individual. And that is in every single situation. So if I look over the bench and I choose to go with player X over player Y, player Y needs to cheer his teammate and mm-hmm. make sure that his his jacket isn't on the court and, you know, yeah. like, hey, give him a pat on the butt and say, go get him, mm-hmm. right? That's the job. If you're, so Mike Brown says, if you don't want to sign the contract, it's okay. You don't have to sign the contract. But that means that you got one foot out. You got one foot in and you got one foot in. He's at one foot out. I need both feet in. If both feet are in, it's really hard to take a step back. If one foot is in and one foot is out, it's really easy to rock back mm-hmm. on that foot that's out and turn and not be in anymore. So he said, he tells it, guys, if you don't want to sign, it's okay. We'll, we'll deal with that later. But if you do sign, then it's everybody is on board. Mm-hmm. So I think this can be part of that, like a, a moment where Mike Brown's like, hey, are you in? Because yeah. if you're not, then that means something different. Yeah. A- and that means that like we're not, you'll be, you know, in uniform at the end of the bench, but you're pretty much not here anymore. Well, and, and this, that ties in perfectly to something the Chatty House brings up. And I think this is really important. And it, and it ties into what you said. Chatty House at YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320. We're also on Twitch, Facebook, Twitter. Watch, watch ESPN 1320 TV. It's us, the Insiders, sponsored by Jiffy Lube, followed by uh, D'Lo and Casey from Noon to Four. Anyways, Chatty House brings up that Keon Ellis hasn't been great. And I think that speaks to what you're saying. It's not like Keon Ellis came in and was this game-changing player for the Kings. And, oh, my God, he's putting up 15 and 10 a night. And how do you keep this guy on the bench? 
but it's what you just talked about. It's Mike Brown very specifically in the cut that we just played saying it's about playing the right way. And maybe Keon Ellis isn't perfect on offense and scoring a ton of points, and maybe he's not a lockdown defender, but it's about just doing the right things on the court. We see this with Steve Kerr all the time. And you hear Warriors fans all the time complain about rotations, but it's like Steve Kerr's just playing who he believes is going to do the right thing. Whether they're the best player or not is doesn't matter. Is he going to do the right thing to help out the team and and affect winning as best they can? And I think that's probably what Keon Ellis is doing more than, than Davion was. Yeah, and I mean, I think like people always, they know, I, I use Buddy Heald as an example. There's no question that Buddy Heald is one of the greatest shooters the game has ever seen. It is. Absolutely is, no question. Yes. He is one of the greatest shooters, and he's one of the hardest workers I've ever seen come through Sacramento. But that that doesn't mean that Buddy Heald did the right things on the court. Yeah, right. And he did it all the time. Like, there there was a game where 90 seconds left, you're up like, I, I think Kings were up six or they're up seven, and he pulled up from 30 feet with 20 seconds left on the shot clock. Oof. In the fourth quarter. like it's a Jordan Poole move. It's, it's one of those things where you don't care about winning. And if you did, you wouldn't have done that. Right. And it's so frustrating for a coach, for every one of his coaches, to just sit there and like, I have to play him because he, he makes those threes. Mm-hmm. But I can't play him because of everything else. Mm-hmm. And like I know... That like it's not that's just who he is it's a problem that you have to try to work around if you're a coach well that's not where Davion's at and that's a problem mm-hmm. like he's a great defender okay but outside of that like it's not like if he if you switch him out for Keon Ellis that you're going to have some measured difference and that's the problem that Davion is facing right now mm-hmm. and part of it is that Davion doesn't have the right role on this team and that's because they have players that are better than him that play the role that he wants to play, mm-hmm. which would be a starting point guard or the number one point guard off the bench. Just because he stands at the point guard position on a like on a still shot yeah. uh, of you know the lineup, that doesn't mean he's ever the point guard. Malik Monk is the point guard of the second unit, yeah, right? Right. Just because he brings the ball up, that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. So, but my point would be this: people who say that they didn't see enough from Keon Ellis, I did. I saw the energy. I saw the yeah. change in energy, and I saw the change in athleticism. Uh, you go from a six foot tall guard to a six foot three guard with a much bigger wingspan that gets through screens better. Mm-hmm. He's doing the right things the best he can. But I'm also going to tell you that Davion Mitchell didn't go play in the G League. He's been with this team for the last two and a half years, mm-hmm. working with this team. Keon Ellis has been up and down and up all over the place, going to the G League. He barely played last year in the, the main club. He's getting yelled at by his teammates on the court because they're demanding that he does the things that he should know to do, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have the experience with that group, and some of it is that. You're mm-hmm. seeing Damana Sabonis like demand that he does something, mm-hmm. and that's good. Right, that's like, the well, right thing to do. It's accountability, Yes, and it's saying, hey, Keon, we get that that you're doing great. We, we like the energy that you're bringing, the things that you're bringing, but for us to reach our potential, I need you to to get it right, to understand that we're, we have a system here and you need to play within that system. And you'd way rather that than them look at the bench like, get this kid out of here. Who's no. this guy? No, yeah. it's good. That's the accountability that we want. We want them being accountable to, on the court yeah. to their teammates 
And having these discussions, having a player put his arm around somebody and say, hey, look, I need you to do this and this and this. This is what you're doing wrong. Did you see the clip that went viral, quote unquote, of Kawhi Leonard yelling at Ivica Zubats? No. It's just Kawhi on the court. He's he's like dribbling down kind of up the right side. And Zubats is in like the high post. And Kawhi is like yelling at him. He's like, get your ass down there. And then their ball goes out of bounds or whatever. The, the play gets messed up because Zubats is in the wrong spot. And Kawhi's telling him, like, you need to get your ass down there. You yes. need to move. And it was like, wow, it leaked audio of Kawhi yelling. It's like, nope. That's just what happens. <laughs> That's just a thing that happens on the basketball court. Exactly. Is team leader, when person does something wrong, tells them to do it right. Yes. So that was, I just, I wanted to mention that on the show and that reminded me of that. Well, I've been watching Sabonis do it, uh, this exact thing again and again over the last week and a half. But I I feel like there might be some players that he understands aren't as receptive to it because I was the first one to also call him out and say, hey, look, if Davion Mitchell isn't dribbling the ball up the court fast enough, that's on you. It's not on him. Mm -hmm. Your coach needs to yell at him. You players need to yell at him. And if he doesn't get it, then you look at the coach and say, he's not the guy, bring someone else in. Yeah. that If you're the leader of this club, you need to go do that. Yep. And so um, whatever it is, like, again, none of this tells me that that he's a bad player mm-hmm. at all. Like, I, I think Davion Mitchell no. is, is a very good NBA player, and I think he's got a very good future. I just, I, I've been telling you, uh, D'Lo and Casey, and I've been telling you, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's just not the right style of player for what the Kings are doing. The Kings need whatever it is, Colby Jones or Keon Ellis, whoever it is. Mm. And maybe it's both of them. Yeah. They need those guys to become Bruce Brown. They don't need those guys to become like, uh, who's the backup point guard that I talk about for uh, Memphis. It got traded to Washington. Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. Yeah. I, I don't need him to be Tyus Jones. I need him to be Bruce Brown. I need him to be more of a two guard than a Chris, one. Even Christian Braun, more of a multi-positional. Just go out and do all the dirty work. Go get mm-hmm. a rebound. Go do these things. Like that's what I need from you. And so much of that stuff is about buy-in. Yeah. It's so look at Aaron Gordon. Since we're talking about the Nuggets, look at Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon was drafted to be this number one. He yeah. could d- defend one through five. He can shoot threes. He's going to rebound. He's winning dunk contests. He's a, and he's just he's not carving out a winning NBA career like that. He is now like a defensive stopper, lob guy, <laughs> grabbing, uh, lose 50-50 balls, going, doing all those little things to help Denver win. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with something here that might like like change our our thought on Draymond Green. If the Nuggets go out and win four of the next six, mm-hmm. is Aaron Gordon a Hall of Famer? No. Oh, okay. four out of the next six titles? Yes. Oh, I thought you meant four out of the I was no. like, what? Four out of the no. next six titles. <laughs> uh probably not. Yeah, it's no, Jamal and it's no, I think, uh, and it's yeah. Jokic. Yeah, Jamal and Jokic and probably Aaron Gordon. Maybe. And it depends. I mean, it depends a little bit on his role because he'd have a little bit of that Andre Godala thing. Where so, it would be like f- good early career, but then like revived his career as this as this really dynamite role player. But if he's as impactful, it, like again in the world where the Nuggets win four out of the next six, if he's as impactful in those four as he was in this one, like why not? Okay, 
I'm just going to say that I think that the answer is no, mm-hmm. that he wouldn't, that, again, Jokic is in 100%. Maybe, maybe Jamal Murray is in, and that's if he gets healthy and starts actually playing a bunch mm-hmm. of games every yeah. year. And Aaron Gordon is left out. And is that because Aaron Gordon doesn't have a podcast and that yes. he doesn't punch people in the face and he doesn't uh, stomp on people and he's not like he doesn't get thrown out of games. Like, are are we are we going to are we right now mentally rewarding Draymond for all of the things that we remember from him? Which let's be honest, what we remember from Draymond is him being part of a bunch of championship teams, but also all the technicals, all the flagrant fouls, all all of the stomping, all of the the post game. Mm-hmm. Uh, antics, all of that stuff. That's what we're remembering. So, are we going to penalize Aaron Gordon because he doesn't do that? Just, I'm a, not. just a hypothetical. I'm just saying. I'm not. Who's we? I'm just. He's going to have a tough Who time getting is there. Is this we that we talk about? No, I just if if he is as what did he what did he go in the playoffs last year? He was thirteen six and three a night, shooting thirty nine percent from three in the playoffs, fifty one point eight percent from the field on ten shots a game. If he does that in four of the next six championship runs. And what did you say points per game? 13.3. He doesn't get in. I'm mm. just saying he doesn't get in. Like career numbers wise. Like I'd have to. Okay. So a lot of this too is going to, is going to come from, is going to come from the, the, I hate this word so much because it's so overused and it's always used wrong, but I'm going to use it. Narrative. Okay. What the discussion point is on Aaron Gordon. Is this the Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic duo? Jokic is now top, but what would that make him? Top five all time? <laughs> I don't if, know. If he wins five titles yeah. and just keeps doing what he's been doing and averaging triple doubles. Oh, yeah. He goes to top five all time. He should, so, but he won't okay. He won't be considered that, but he should. I, mm, he'd be top 10, I think, but I don't I think, think he'd he get top get, five. If they, it, dude, we're talking about a six-year run after this. And that's a decade of Jokic as a as a triple double guy winning MVPs, and then you put five titles on it. Hey, I'm here. That's for a it. top five guy. Like I, now, watching him play last night was just like he's a he is mesmerizing. It is absolutely the craziest thing you've ever like. It, it, there is so much talk about how good Nikola Jokic is, and I don't think it's enough. Yeah, I, I watched the play late in the game where he got the ball in the middle of the key, and Paul George like was tied up against him, and it's almost like. He just leaned his belly into him, which pinned Paul George to the ground, and he went right up and flipped it right over the top. And it's one of those baskets that you you don't it will never make Sports Center. Nope. But it was one of the most impactful baskets in the game where they put them away. Yep. And that's what he does. Yep. Like some of the passes, some like it's just he's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so much fun to watch. Yeah, I dig it. So if if it's the Jamal Murray Nikola Jokic duo. And it's Murray averaging 30 a game in one run and then Jokic averaging a triple-double in another. And that's just kind of what it is. And in those four, they split the finals MVPs and they're just great. Then I don't think Gordon gets in. But if the discussion around it is, man, they don't win that title without Aaron Gordon. Oh, Aaron Gordon shut down Jason Tatum in two of those finals and held Jason Tatum to 14 points. Then, then I think it starts to kind of get okay. 
go the other direction. He I also want, has to. There also has to. Mm, God, I want. I want to revisit I don't, this. I don't. I, I do. I, I, the insiders were already guaranteed. We're going to be on the air for at least five years, so we can actually test this theory. So, mm, so my. <laughs> okay, I'm going to amend this. He needs to do something in the regular season in terms of like all NBA, not all NBA, but all defense or somehow sneak a defensive player of the year. That I don't think he's going to do. For some reason, he's not going to get that notoriety. He's just not going to because Mm -hmm. he plays for the Denver Nuggets. Hmm. He does not play for a major market team. He's not going to get the notoriety. He should have been an all-star last year. Wait, hang on. Stop. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Drew, Drew Gooden. Not Drew Gordon. Never mind. Aaron Gordon has a brother in the NBA named Drew Gordon. And I was thinking of Drew Gooden. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was tripping that. King's legend, Drew Gord- uh, Gooden. Hell yeah. He played one game. Not Aaron Gordon's points, brother. 15 points, 15 rebounds, I believe. One game. And then they, <laughs> they, uh, he asked if he could be waived the next day, and they said, yes, go ahead. Huh. You're too good to be here. Not, not really. It was a, like <laughs> you can go play for a, yeah, a go, title. Yeah. Go play for whoever you want to play for. Where do you go, Cavs? After that, <sighs> I don't know. I'd be impressed if he knew that. He had if like, you knew that off the rip. I would have been very impressed. Had like fourteen stops. If he went to the Cavs, it was going back to the Cavs. Um, and I don't even remember how the Kings. I, I'm thinking the Kings got him in a trade with the Wizards. We have the technology. We do. Drew Gooden, 2003-2016, not related to Aaron Gordon. Nope. He is from El Cerrito, though, and he was born in Oakland. Shout out to a Bay Area guy. Yeah. Let's see. So Sacramento, one game. Yeah, you're right. He went for, in that one game, he went for 12 and 13. 12 and 13, okay. 12, 13, and 2. You were yeah. way off. I think he's the all-time <laughs> leader in per games, rebounds per game, average in <laughs> Kings history, because he played one game. That Domas might pass him. Let's see. After Sacramento, he went to the Spurs, it looks like. Okay. What year was that? 0809? Yeah, he played for a lot of teams. Yeah, he did. He's one of those players you always wonder why he didn't stick. Yeah, anyway. Chicago. Well, oh, he was oh, he was with the Kings for more than that. I see. He was with the Kings for five games, but only played in the one. Oh, yeah, but he was coming off of injury. And then he went and then he went to the Spurs after that. Yeah, he was coming off of injury yeah. when he got traded. And where how did he get to the Kings? He got to the Kings. What's just what was his previous team? I'll remember the deal. Oh, Chicago. Um. Oh. Okay. Uh. That could have been. Oh no, it wasn't when I covered the team. Oh no, it was. I'm gonna be super impressed if you. Oh eight. Oh nine. Oh no, it's before. Um. Ooh. Oh, I've got it. Okay. Is that the same trade that brought? Uh, I'm gonna be so impressed. Kings if you get this. legend. Uh, okay, is that Brad Miller getting traded? Yeah, and it brings back. Oh come on, what's his name? Uh, European. Yep. Uh, four five. I mean three four combo. Um, oh man. Oh, it's exactly what he is. Damn. Yeah, I know exactly who it is too. Um, you want the first letter of his first name? Yeah. A. Andreas Nocioni. That's it. Uh, he also came over with two other players. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. You, I, I think you have no chance at this. The one never suited up for the Kings. And the other one played seven games for the Kings in 08-09. Oh, I'm not going to get it. 
Cedric Simmons and Michael Ruffin. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the Kings also sent John Salmons to Chicago. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because why wouldn't they? Yeah, and then they brought in him fact, back. In fact, John Salmons is going to be in whatever trade they make this year. Well, they brought him back two years later, 2011 draft. Right. Uh, they traded the number seven pick, which was Bismack uh, and Bena Udra uh, for John Salmons and the number 10 pick, which became Jimmer Fredette. Instead of number 11, who was Clay Thompson? Or number 16, who was Kawhi Leonard? This is super impressive. This is great recall by you. Oh. I'm I'm I can do like games, like football games specifically. I can remember like really weird specific things about them. That that's one of my favorite things to do with Kenny is just talk about I go, hey, you remember that Falcons game in 2010? He's like, Yeah, I sure do. When this happened, I'm like, Yeah, it's the game. Anyways, um the the be able to recall trades and stuff like that is, is super impressive. Uh no, okay. Speaking of trades and Davion Mitchell. Yep. It feels like that's the direction this is heading, where Davion Mitchell winds up in a deal that the Kings make to acquire somebody at the deadline or near the deadline. Yeah. I would say like for me, it's probably like a 80 20 that Davion would not make it through this season versus him being a King long-term. Okay. Well, I have just the team to send him to and just the player to acquire in return. I'll tell you what it is next here on ESPN 1320. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 